Welcome to the Joy Quota Podcast. I'm Dylan Fole. I'm Gavin Malcolm. Our guest tonight is Nicole V. Hill. She is one of my favorite people. We've been friends for several years. She actually tricked me into thinking that she was getting married to surprise me with my own wedding. She just got back from a year in Thailand, has some amazing stories, amazing lessons. This is Please. a good one. Here we go. You know, it's going to be hard not to look over there. Dude. Like, give myself a wink for later when I watch. Yeah. Dude, <laughs> I love that idea. I love that very much. Just, just for like me, a, though. Like, just so yeah. I know, like, that was that moment. Like, I remember, yeah. If <laughs> I am so on board with that. Like, anytime you say, like, something really witty or, like, oh, that was so <laughs> on point. Look at what a good conversationalist <laughs> I am. Just for, <laughs> just for you. Yeah. Just to be funny. <laughs> I like that a lot. Just, oh, it just, it feels, I would immediately turn that into a competition. Like, you've said it as a now joke. Now it's on. And now all I can think of is like, now I have to do that. Just once. You can only do it once. And then we mm. have to see when if, when we did it when we watch it. Yeah. You're never going to remember. I bet you would <laughs> not remember. I don't I'm, know. I'm always watching to make sure the cameras are all recording still. Even though. Yeah. They usually make a noise, but. Sometimes they are. We've, we've got it pretty dialed now, but there's times where in the just past, stopped. Where, yeah, <laughs> it stops I got well. I guess we'll just focus in on you guys. Yeah, <laughs> that's yeah. a cool shot of the wall. <laughs> Sorry about that. I remember one time Dylan had to get up every like twenty minutes and like restart it because the cameras used to turn off after like. X amount of minutes of recording. Right, it's it's part of their and settings. It's thirty minutes. It. Yeah. Oh jeez. So I uh, yeah. Did you make it longer? Yeah. I, well, <laughs> somebody somebody actually hacked the software of these Sony cameras to make them actually record as long as. Like you someone want. you know? No. Oh. Somebody on the internet. Uh, it's very useful. Would be because thirty, 30 minutes, minutes isn't very long. <laughs> well, in a two-hour podcast, yeah, getting up four times, it's like disruptive. Yeah. Like, all right, I'll just sit here. But we get your steps in. in, you know, and that's important. <laughs> nope, I don't. <laughs> How's your back? It's fine now. It was mm -hmm. the it's the weirdest thing ever. Like three weeks, I couldn't move barely. Last weekend, I was on the yeah. We just took so urgent much care. Right pain. on yeah. Sunday. Sunday, go to urgent care. They give me a prescription for muscle relaxers. I take. One right then, one that night, and then wake up the next day totally fine. Wow. Like 100%. Did you 100 keep them fine. in case this ever happens again? Yeah. How many no, do you have a stack? Do, yeah? Uh, uh, yeah, I don't know. That could be clutch. Or whatever, but. For you, it's dude, just that funny that, like, you years. guys do so much crazy stuff, and then you bend over and throw out your back. Right. I, I Certainly being stomped on by a bull and falling off whatever, like, that that is what leads to bending over <laughs> and throwing out your back. Right. But, yeah. yeah, it is very old age and acting reckless. It's fine. It's so <laughs> fearless, not reckless, is how I like to describe my lifestyle. Your like, bill ooh. says reckless. I think that's where I came up ooh. with the term. This, this was out reckless love. These were Allie's um, groomsman gifts. Really? Uh, I think everybody got one. I think the girls got them too. No, they got the bracelets and something else. Oh, either way. Well, yeah, we got hat these hats. She had them custom made. I, yeah, I love that. I, I love, love it too. Describe you guys. Well. Yeah, I was. I was just thinking like, 
we need to figure out how to design that and style of hats and do Joy Quota. I've been Joy Quota. literally <laughs> dreaming about it. If I could get go. Maui and Sons to hook us up with some Joy Quota hats, it would literally be top five, P- probably top three. It's a podium finish, coolest things I've ever accomplished. <laughs> <laughs> For sure. Like, that would be the dream. I've already got some designs in mind. Well, it, whether it's Maui and Sons or, or not, we can get hats made. It's not that hard. Yeah, but I've never seen a hat that's like these, where it's like You can do whatever you want to it, yeah. Yeah, because uh, Alibaba has everything. I, I 100% guarantee within 10 minutes of searching, I could find us a manufacturer like that. Ooh, I like that. I'm down. I'm 100% game for that. Yeah. I'll wear one. Yeah. <laughs> Deal. We got one customer already. You boom, guys, boom. I am going to put this on my Instagram and Facebook, though. So literally for dozens both of, us. of people will see Like, this. hey, guys, I know everyone's been asking me the same questions. Well, go check out this yeah. podcast and follow these guys. They're awesome. That's what I'm going to say. Oh, thank you. You're welcome. Thank you. <laughs> no, <laughs> Making thank you. it easy. Just an hour and a half of thank yous. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> <laughs> That's how you say thank you. Yeah. In Thai? In Thai? Yep. Kap kun ka. You would say kap kun kap. Boys end everything in a cup. And I end everything in a ka. Interesting. Everything. Uh Like, hello, my name is Nicole Ka. How are you today, Ka? So I'm picturing CB talk. Like when you're a trucker, it's like, where's your position, big fella? Over? That's the over. Yeah, it <laughs> so is. So the next person knows to they talk. They know they can talk. We yeah. should do that because I think we might struggle today. <laughs> um, actually, I wasn't done. Did yeah, you hear the uh, car? <laughs> dude, yeah. When we've had all of us in the studio with JT, Kim, and Allie, and both of us, it's been that way for sure. It's hard sometimes. Everyone's yeah. so excited. Ka. Ka. <laughs> Your cop. I was speaking on your behalf. You cannot do that. Oh. <laughs> I will speak for no myself. No permission. <laughs> so I can speak for myself. <laughs> well, that's a perfect intro. Um, why you know <laughs> Thai. You just got back from Thailand. You were there for almost a whole year. And we're so excited. This is like a year in the making. We're so happy yes. to have you back in Colorado. It's so wonderful. Thank you. I'm happy We've to be back. You. <laughs> um. So tell us a little bit about yourself, Nicole, for those who don't know you, um, kind of just a little bit about you. Um, well, my name's Nicole, and I grew up in Lakewood, Colorado. I have never left. Well, I left for like nine months once, but that was stupid. And then I just up and decided that I was going to move to Thailand and go teach English to children in a small town. And it was 100% the best decision I've ever made in my whole life. Um, And so now I'm home and trying to figure out how what I learned and how I grew there is going to come into play here and how to kind of adjust. I'm only two weeks back in the States, so trying to figure that out. But yeah. Yeah, that's a crazy transition, I'm sure, because you're a very extroverted person who <laughs> kind of went on like a silent retreat for a year, yes. in a way. And um, 
Just because, like, no one spoke English and... Well, I'm sure they learned if she did her job right, then she had people to speak to. (laughs) Yes, kids. And, like, my kids from day one to the end grew and learned so much English. But it still was, like, very short sentences. And so everyone else in the town... I enjoy apples. Exactly. That's great. And that is really good. cop. (laughs) Cop. (laughs) Um, But, like, the people in my town, they didn't speak much English. So... There was like 10 teachers at a time, but only four of us taught at my school and we lived in the same apartment building. So for most of the year, better part of it, I talked to four people who spoke English fluently and that's it. Were they interesting or cool people at least? Yes, thankfully they were the best. Um, there was Sam, and she's from Boston. I remember Sam. Yep, you met all of them. They love yeah. you. They helped with all your wedding because I could actually talk to them about your wedding and uh, be like, oh my gosh, guess what happened today? But yeah, so Sam's from Boston, Claire is from South Africa, and then Sheena is from Ireland. And we were like the four. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, and that's saying, like, we're both talkers, we're people, <laughs> people, and so. I can't imagine what it would the amount of energy those people had to have received from you because like there was nowhere else to direct it. <laughs> well, I, my kids received most of it. I will say that like all of my love, all of my energy, like me as a human yeah. went into that classroom every day and I just gave it all. But yeah, they they were like, Nicole, do you have to talk all the time? Well, yeah, yeah. I do. OK, my, I'm like a shark. If I stop swimming, <laughs> if I stop speaking, I'll stop breathing. Yeah, I might yeah. die, and you guys don't want that because then what would you do? Yeah. Like, that's how I feel. I'll literally become a paperweight, a blonde paperweight. Yes, yeah. exactly. Oh. So that was interesting, and now that I'm home, like you said, like being an extrovert, I did take like a step back, and I'm happy that I found this introvert side of me, um, which I've never known before. Um But when you're spending that much time with the same four people, when you get home at six o'clock, you're kind of done spending time with them. You've had dinner. You've been at school together all day in the same office. So we kind of go into our own rooms and there it was like, okay, this is me time. And so coming back here, I'm struggling to find me time. Like, I don't know where that fits in in our busy lives. And then um, the craziest thing for me is I was so used to hearing like, white noise just everyone speaking Thai around you all the time is seriously white noise yeah and I didn't realize how much Americans maybe just I don't know anyone who can speak the same language is involved in other people's conversations whether you're thinking about it or not but subconsciously you know what's going on well now I'm back and consciously I know what's going on in every single person's conversation and I can't focus I'm like yeah Gavin that's awesome but like they're talking about pizza and I'm kind of hungry. Yeah. And so it's like overstimulating right now. So that's been my biggest adjustment. We should both take a trip to one of, I think that'd be a fun (laughs) challenge for both of us. They make those like sensory deprivation chambers Mm. where you just float in like There's one like a a mile away from here. Oh, that would be a funny challenge. That would be a funny challenge. You would, I think because Now I do okay, but. I don't. No, know if, if I'd be okay. Yeah. I don't think you could. I'd probably just fall asleep. I don't think. It's hard. I've done it one time. So for 90 minutes, you go and you just you, float. 90 minutes. Float in salt water where oh. it's exactly your body temperature. So you're not hot. You're not cold. You're just 
You just are. That's insane. No sound, totally dark, and that's it. And you have to, I don't, sleeping is, would be tough. Like, because there's kind of like, you're in water, so it's. Not natural to sleep in there, because you're floating. Like Yeah, it's comfortable, but it's more like you have to try and meditate and think about nothing <laughs> and then all the thoughts I you will say that you'd go crazy you can't you can't Gavin can't go five minutes without saying right. a word I don't think you'd do well I'm very int- I'm totally down I'll say it right now okay. I'm totally down to try a this a new challenge yeah. live for everyone to hear I'm so down that is my challenge to you to go in for 90 minutes <sighs> and tell us how it goes get on here oh, yeah. with Dylan and tell us how it goes I'm so down because okay. I'm I'm trying to better myself, and that seems like <laughs> an area I can better myself, for sure. Well, I will say, when I went, like, when I was in Thailand, I got to go travel to, like, every island I wanted to see. I saw every piece of Thailand that I could possibly ever want to. Like, I don't need to go back. I will, but I don't need to. But when I'd go, um, I found that floating in the ocean, because I don't know, it's different than here. Like, when I was in Florida, trying to float... it. I don't know. It's just not the same. Like, they must have more salt. Or I was just really buoyant. I don't know. But um, it was the most peaceful thing of my entire life. Like, I was able to truly just lay there in peace. And, like, I could pray better than ever before. Like, it was my zone. And I didn't know that about myself until all of these trips. And I, like, would look forward to, like, floating in the ocean alone. Wow. I know. The ocean turns me into a maniac. (laughs) <laughs> I I get That's so excited. I get so excited because I'll literally, I've spent hours by myself at the ocean just letting waves hit me as hard as they can. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, like, like I, or just like I will, I've, I remember one time I was in Florida and I had like four hours before my flight. So I made a detour, bought swim trunks, bought a towel and just played in the water till like five minutes before I needed to go <laughs> Just so I could, like, go jump in the water and, and play it's around. It's the best. It turns me into a toddler. That's awesome that it gives you, like, a piece. Well, that did, but <laughs> when my mom came out to visit, it was my mom and, like, four of her good friends. Um, we went to this one island. They, like, take you in these long boats, and they dropped us off on this island. And they're like, we'll be back later. And you're kind of like, are you going to come back? <laughs> but um, I have never seen bigger waves. Like, they were literally huge, like, flying over us. And it was the funniest thing. So everyone's, like, a little feeling good, right? Yeah. And these waves would, like, hit my mom and Jen and Carol, and they just, like, knees buckled, like, tumble, <laughs> like, nine times. My mom would come up, like, ten minutes later, washed up on shore, yeah. try to stand up, boom, hit again. Um, oh, so, and I loved that. I thought that was yeah. the most fun. So I think it depends on who you're with, what the waves are like. But there's a lot of beautiful, like, chill beaches in Thailand that I was able to escape to. And I did some yeah. solo trips, too, which... Um, was really awesome and good for me. I now understand what people mean when they say like solo backpacking like will change you as a person. And so, I mean, I went out there solo, but I had my people, um, but I made sure to take trips by myself so that I could experience that. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, I I feel like a fun thing about that trip is I've seen you grow so much. Um, just from when we first met, which is a funny story. We should talk about that <laughs> now. Um, I've seen you grow tremendously. So I, I 
think it's so cool that you went on this trip and you got to give some of that love that you have to all the kiddos. Mm -hmm. And I remember I was talking to you one time on WhatsApp and you're like, they might not learn English, but they are going to learn how to love each other. Yes. <laughs> and I was and like, that was that's my jam. That's my <laughs> nice. jam. Yeah. I went out there and I straight up taught love and everyone could see it and knew it. My kids was like a lovey-dovey class and mm. it was amazing. Yeah. Oh, I miss them. My babies. <laughs> Dude, that I'll go back with hard. you next time. Like, oh, yeah. for being with this group of kids for an entire year. Mm-hmm. And then how many, how many kids was it? So I was kind of an oddball for my company. Most people taught multiple classes, but me and Sam were homeroom teachers. I was the first grade teacher. Um, and so I just had one class of 17 students. Every single day they were mine. Uh, the Thai oh. teacher would come in and teach them uh, four classes a day, three or four, and then I would come in and teach them three or four. Um, and so I had 17 beautiful Thai babies and they were like six and seven years old. That's wow. the dream. So that I was the so first fun. English contact they had. Like, they don't really have a or kindergarten there. Um, and so they came into my class and it was like, huh. Yeah, white, Who's this blonde ghost hair. Yeah. speaking gibberish? <laughs> like, wow. Yeah. So that was day one to now, like, we That's can speak amazing. sentences and kids got 100% on tests and everything. Did nice. you even come close to failing a single kid <laughs> even if they'd earned a f even if they'd earned it no i was a pushover <laughs> you know i was not the smartest kid growing up and i saw them struggling and i knew it was real like i get it you know what and you're here trying and as much as you make me so mad every day two kids i was of course gonna pass them like yeah. Did they deserve it? I don't know, but there's a no-fail system in Thailand anyway. So even if I was like, no, they need to be held back or they suck at this, they, the Thai teachers would say, might been right. I can't like that. <laughs> what does that mean? Well, I got it tattooed on me, and oh. it is the Hakuna Matata of Thailand. What's it? Say it again. My Penrai. My Penrai. My Penrai. Oh, I like that. It literally, like, they use it all the time. Like, they are the country of My Penrai. So... You show up late to work, my penrai, or they forgot to tell you that there is an entire conference that you're going to do a dance at today, and it should be choreographed, and you are on in 30 minutes, and we're like, what? They're like, my penrai. Like, it just, it means honest, no worries. Be part of you excited. That <laughs> oh, we slayed that. Yes. <laughs> yes. I'll show you later. With you and the kids, or you as the teachers? or Both. So we had multiple times where we had to go in front of the entire school. So my school was called Anuban Chayapum, and there was over 2,000 students in the elementary oh. school. I was in the mini English oh. program, so that's why, like, my class was so small. These kids' parents pay to have them have um, more English, obviously. Um, but we multiple times had to go on stage with just us teachers and the kids Dance and perform. Monkey. <laughs> yeah. Literally. Whoa. We did like a uh, Christmas performance. I had to do the Cupid shuffle. Had my kids, they were yes. all learning it. Hey. <laughs> Dude, I cannot picture a better place for you than teaching a bunch of six and seven year olds the Cupid's shuffle. Mm -hmm. Like I literally, 
if someone just woke me up in the middle of the night and just shook me awake and they were like, quick, where's Nicole's happy place? I'd be like, teaching children in the Cupid Shuffle. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Literally it was. And we just yell. And they learned their directions and got to dance. And then we had a Dude. break dance circle, though. So we did the Cupid Shuffle, like, in the four ways yeah. and after that they all got in a circle and they have numbers there that's kind of how they do their system so number one would go in the middle and break dance and then hop out and number two would go in it was awesome is there footage yes i need to see a seven-year-old break dancing yep my heart needs it to be full oh, that's amazing i will show you all the videos so do they listen to american music at all or yeah the a lot of the older kids like probably around like third grade they really start to listen to um, American music like every year there's um, like a competition where you have like storytelling carry or yeah karaoke singing competition and they were every student was doing an English song but more so is Korean pop do some K-pop. Yes, K-pop is where it's at and all the dance moves are awesome. <laughs> I will never understand why K-pop became what like the it is the soccer of music. <laughs> I don't know why, but every country has a huge K-pop following. Well, and I didn't realize that just like English, they don't know what they're saying either. No one does. <laughs> it's crazy. Yeah. Like there are K-pop stars that literally would like dwarf even like Taylor Swift in terms of numbers. Okay, calm they just broke No, they just broke the <laughs> world record for fastest uh, music video to 100 million views like yeah. yesterday. Was it the fortune for cookie one? Uh, I don't know. I uh, don't know. We'll what have it was, to look. It, and yeah. I don't know the time, but it was very fast. Within a few hours, it got 100 million views wow. like yesterday K-pop's or before. Insane. Well, all of Asia is K pop, and mm-hmm. Asia's huge. So, yeah. That's uh, so weird. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Going back to where I'd, I think it's funny to tell people where we all became friends where you and I met is super funny. <laughs> um, ridiculous. The brief story and then we'll Are you going to tell it? I'll let you have the honors. All right. Like starting at, what is it, Illegal Pete's? Sure. Yeah, so long story short, I started volunteering at the youth group at my church. Nicole was like one of the, the steadies there and she was like already tight with all the kids and I was like, this person is super fun. <laughs> and I invited her to a Bible study and then, like a week later, we ended up getting illegal peats together because I was trying to show her a foundation that I was partnered with, and she was trying to show me a foundation that she was partnered with. Yes. And we're like, we'll both just give each other some time. <laughs> So we get to Illegal Pete's and I thought that that was my understanding too is we were just going there as friends and we were going to talk about this like Vision Cambodia and you know learn from each other growth all of this stuff and as the night's going on like we're like really close like knees pretty much touching like laughing having a great time and then he We both have boundary problems. We do and then he brings up how Allie is his whole world and she's the most amazing girl ever and I'm like I mean, I wasn't trying to hit on Gavin, but I was like, oh, you're really being inappropriate right now is like what went through my head. But I didn't think it because I was also being inappropriate, I guess. Not really. We were just so feeding off of each other. And I thought we were on a date. And which is hilarious. (laughs) And now we just realize and I tell everyone this, everyone, that Gavin is the boy version of me (laughs) and I am the girl version of him. And that's what happened. Yeah, there's just like, 
it was so funny. All of a sudden, we just realized, like, <laughs> oh, wow. Like, neither of us recognized that, like, we were just, like, feeding off of each other's, <laughs> like, I don't know, just, like, friendship levels were just increasing at exponential rates, like right. bacteria. <laughs> and all of a sudden, it was just, like, oh, wow, we've been talking for, like, hours. Hours. And it was so funny to realize, like, in no way was this a date. Like, not it at never, all. Neither it was never no. intended that way. It never <laughs> even came up. And then, like, all of a sudden, we're just like, huh. weird. And we both just, like, scooted, like, a little further away. And we're like, that that was crazy how immediately best friends we became. Immediate. Like, seriously, we just became best friends. That quote should be our yeah. life motto. Just our faces on a T-shirt. <laughs> it, was, it was so funny. And then... Did you make bunk beds after this? Yes, <laughs> and then we did karate in the basement, <laughs> obviously. I showed her my sword that was signed by Randy Jackson. Um, yeah, it was, it was such a weird happen, happenstance. Like it, it but was such so a blessing because then Gavin did invite me to the Bible study. I think that was after Illegal Pete's. I think it was as well, yeah. And didn't know it, but that was also Jamar's first day at that Bible study. He was invited by Gavin. No, David. Oh, Townsend, David Townsend, yeah. right. And then I saw him and I didn't talk to him again for a long time. And now I'm going to marry him. True story. So, <laughs> thank you, Gavin. Dude. Wow. Well, and what's funny is I called it because we immediately became best friends. And like, she, when we realized like, oh, this is like weirdly date-esque and we called it out and just like got rid of the weirdness it was like, oh, yeah, like, you're not even close to my type. Like, I'm into real handsome black men. I was like, I am the furthest thing from that. <laughs> so far. <laughs> and, uh, and it was so funny because I remember meeting Jamar that day, and I was like, that's a real handsome black man, Nicole Single. I'm always hey. trying to play matchmaker. <laughs> and then I, like, whatever. And then all of a sudden Jamar started volunteering at our youth group as well. And the first time they met, I was like, that is going to become a couple for sure. Like, there's no way. He was and right. then, like, months <laughs> later, all of a sudden, I forget who came up to me. One of you came both up. Both of us at different times. They were times. both coming up to me like, I kind of like this person. I was like, of course you do. Say something. <laughs> I'm like, I don't know. And then, like, the next like the next day, the other would come up to me like, oh, I'm kind of into them. <laughs> but I so shouldn't. Funny. I'm yeah. moving to Thailand. Yeah, it was super, super <laughs> funny. Such, yeah. such a weird... Like, it's so funny that now um, you got to, you both played a part in deceiving me for my own wedding, which is hilarious. And I think that Allie needs to sit in this chair and you guys talk to her We've about that it. whole We've process. Yeah. I haven't we seen haven't, that. We haven't put it, it out yet. It's, oh, okay. It'll be uh, very soon. Yeah, okay. It's probably next two. on the list. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Uh, so how long were you seeing Jamar before you left? <laughs> Only... A month? Two months. Like, we were Whoa. talking starting in January, February, and then we started dating in March, and I left May 1st. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, which says a lot about Jamar. Like, that dude loves a commitment. <laughs> nothing Doesn't nothing he? gets him more pumped up than just like, what's that? No bread for a year? I'm committed. I'm down. Yeah, let's like, do this. Like, for no reason other than he's just like, yeah, I love being 100% committed to something. It's my favorite. Yes, and he was a huge part of Thailand for me. Like, thank goodness for social, or not social media, um, FaceTime, because, I mean, yeah, we couldn't go on dates and we couldn't physically be next to each other, but we literally hung out every single day. I talked to him for hours at a time. Every day I talked to him for at least 30 minutes, if not an hour and a half. And then 
we'd like have date nights, everything. And like he, when I was going through hard times, which we do have to talk about some of my falls in Thailand because they're oh, hilarious. Clearly. But he was just like that person to support me and help me when I wanted to move home early, which being him, he should have been like, yeah, yeah, you know, you gave it your all, no, come back. No, because he loves a commitment. He's like, you said you were going to do this. He's like, you said you were doing a year. You better stay out there for a year. Have you prayed about it? I'm like, yeah. yes. And I know I'm supposed to stay, but. <laughs> yeah. So he was a huge, huge part of Thailand also. And I'm so thankful. We're all thankful for Jamar. He's the best. <laughs> he is. I'm going to get a photo of him on my wall so that I continue working out, get the six-pack mm-hmm, happening. Mm-hmm. I'm going to give that to you as like a late early birthday gift it's already on its way to kinkos okay yeah <laughs> can you get two i want one on my wall too Clearly, yeah oh that'd be so funny Put it on the ceiling so that's the first thing you see when you wake up in the morning the last thing you see but then you go to bed. every day he's just gonna be comparing me to <laughs> jamar in the islands just, just put it in your dashboard all creatine in the net <laughs> just <laughs> So <laughs> joked. Well, I'm interested in hearing about some of the, the struggles because oh my gosh. it is something that I think about as far as like, I uh, kind of just, you know, I think a lot of people do is like, I'm just kind of over it. I, I feel like leaving for a year or, or however long, but obviously there has to be so many hard things to deal with. Well... To answer that is a little different than some of, like, the really bad parts that I went through. I don't think most people experience some of the things I did. But first, yes, like, going out there and just being completely by yourself, um, knowing that everyone is at home, living a life that you think that you are missing so much, like, and being 13 hours apart. So you only have very short times to even talk um, in the Uh, translating for people that was a hard part you know when I came into difficult situations it was like me trying to be like hey uh My leg is swollen. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) How do I communicate this to (laughs) Um, you? So that was really difficult. Um, But really like for me those weren't the hard parts. Um, Besides being homesick I think that I would have been fine. Like yeah I like I said, it was the best decision I ever made. If people are thinking about it, um, it happened to be the perfect time in my life to leave. I didn't have a lease, you know, nothing really tied down. And, you know, Jamar was willing to go on the journey with me. And so I would literally tell everyone to do it because the amount of growth, mainly spiritually, but also mentally, physically, um, emotionally, how I grew couldn't have been done here. And so I do think everyone should do it. But the <laughs> the things that I went through, <laughs> let me just ramble them off. And then you tell me which ones you want to hear in depth. Yeah, let's give us the full list and then we'll cherry you can pick, pick the best. Okay. okay. Losing my phone the very first weekend I was there in Bangkok. $800 phone. Um, getting into a motorcycle accident the first week I was there. Getting caught in a flood. The first week I was there, pulling a worm out of my ear the first week I was there, um, eating all the food and spending most of my time on the toilet while I was there, Um, getting in a mudslide while I was there, Um, getting bed bugs, being allergic to other bugs, and they swelled up like my legs swelled up like this big all over it, Um, having to go get shots to get them fixed 
Um, there's a few others, but I think I think that those are like the main. I mean, that's, that's a, good a lot list. of it is an, an adventure. Obviously, the <sighs> we're the clearly going to talk about a worm in the ear. There's no yeah. way. <laughs> I, I was going to say motorcycle first, but either one. I I'm think like the motorcycle. motorcycle flood worm Actually, are the same week. I was going to okay, say yeah. run us through that first week because that's when you lost your phone. That's when you got in the accident. All that stuff. Right, and so it's the my flood, first week, yeah. and I'm ready to go home. I am on the phone crying. I like this. I'm done. I don't know why I thought I could do this. I don't know why God called me here, but I'm going home. Um, so losing my phone in Bangkok, I'm going to try to make this quick because, you know, I could really get into this. But staying in a hospital with pe- hostel with people I trusted, I left my phone so that it could charge. Went to the most crazy party street in all of Thailand called Khao San Road. Um, it was crazy. And actually, one of my most joyful moments still of my whole journey was that first weekend because I didn't have my phone on me. Um, it started to pour rain. I mean, you've never seen raindrops this big, like huge, just pouring down. Everyone runs inside and Khao uh, San Road is where everyone parties in the street. And I didn't have my phone. And so me and this other girl just stood in the rain and put our arms out and just danced in the rain, soaking yeah. wet. Everyone saw how much fun we were having in two minutes everyone came out yes. into the wow. middle of the road taking off their shirts swinging them around we're drenched and it rained the rest of the night and we just partied in that street um, and it was amazing are these like tourists or locals or mostly kind of tourists kind of? yeah definitely is a tourist street mm-hmm. yeah Kaosan road if you go to bangkok you might as well check it out but yeah, um dude, it's the scary canary of uh, bangkok that's like the touristy place in Sydney that we went. It was crazy. I, I only went back on my last weekend there. I had many opportunities to do it again, and I was like, that was too much. But so go back from, like, the most joyful moment of my life, and my phone's missing, and I had just bought a new phone to go to Thailand. I freak out. It takes us hours on hours. I am a mess. I'm so angry. The next morning, like, oh, well, I'll figure it out. I don't know what I'm going to do, but I'll figure it out. Um, I find a fanny pack on the floor, and I open it up, and there's a phone identical to mine, a German passport, credit cards, cash, IDs of this girl. And come to find out, she was in my room for a while that night, and left her bag, took my phone. So I spent all day trying to find her. We finally, I like Facebook everyone on her friends list. Um, She finally meets up with me and balls into my arms because I had her whole life in my hands, literally. And I get back my phone. It doesn't work. That was a whole nother story. But she took it out into that rainstorm. <laughs> she tried to type in her password so many times that it completely it shut it. down my phone yes. and wiped it. And because I shut down my cell phone, when I tried to log on to my Apple ID to get all of my stuff back, it kept sending the message to my phone number that I no longer have. And so I had to set up, like right now I still have like a Thai iCloud. I'm just rolling with it because I'm too lazy to do anything else. Do you have the same phone though? Same phone. Okay. They were able to do it. They did some crazy stuff, so but yeah. So that was literally week one. And then I get to my town, Chayapum, which well, is- Well, no, because there's other stuff in week one, right? Well, yeah. So, okay. or that was weekend one. Okay. Then I go take a five hour bus ride to Chayapum and we get our motorbikes and we're learning how to ride on the left side of the road. I'm not like you guys. Like I 
If I don't ever have to be on a motorcycle, motorcycle, I don't need to be. If I don't have to ride a bicycle, I don't need to. Like, not my thing. You should have you and Allie do a bicycle challenge. Uh, (laughs) Yes. Joy Quota is all about the challenges, so. (laughs) I don't, but it's also about joy, and that doesn't bring me joy, so I'm out. You say that now, but the moment it's happening, you'd be like, this is the greatest. Accomplishing things, you like beating Ali would bring you joy. Well, yeah, I can, I'm competitive. Yeah. Beating anyone brings so. me joy. <laughs> I'd be the best biker there was, but I don't want to do it. But anyway, <laughs> so I'm cruising on the left side of the street learning how, and we decide we're going to go to a waterfall pretty far away. So we're driving really fast, and, like, the key thing is, like, if you're going to stop, you put your fist up like this. Like, you know, yeah. let us know. Person in front of me doesn't do that. I'm new to a bike in general. Um, I slam my brake while I slammed my front brake and not my back brake. I fly over my handlebars. All I see is the pavement and I have a helmet on, thank God. And I just go (gasps) and I tuck my chin and my face smacks the pavement. I still have a nice lump here forever and always. That's amazing. Um, I have cuts, bruises, my ankles swollen up this big, bruises everywhere. I come up, do I have my teeth? Do I have my teeth? They're like, yeah. I'm like, okay, now I'm gonna die. Um, But so that happened. It was fine. Like a little OTB you know, to start off a trip. I, w- I went to the waterfall still. Yeah, of course. I wasn't going to yeah. ruin anyone's made it that far. Yeah. <laughs> um, went to the hospital later, had to get x-rays, whatever. And again, that's the challenge is uh, health care, uh, lack of communication, that. But the n- very next day, I'm at a coffee shop, and um, it starts raining while I'm there. It's about 730 at night, and I don't really know the area yet. And it starts raining and raining and raining, and all of a sudden the coffee shop's flooding. And I'm like, okay. And she's like, Dada, you need to leave. I'm like, yeah. she barely speaks English, like telling me to go. I'm like, what the? You want me to leave right now? So I get my, thankfully, I had my dry bag, my rain jacket. That's I get hilarious. on my motorbike, and the roads, most of them are dirt, but there are a lot of paved. Well, the paved ones have the sewers, but the dirt roads don't have a way to drain. Well, I ended up taking a dirt road because I don't know where I'm going. And now the water literally is up above my tires. My whatever is like puttering. Um, Engine. Engine is puttering. (laughs) See, I don't do those kind of things. And um, I am scared to death. Mind you, I have open wounds all over my body. Yeah, you got to rinse those off somehow. Oh, yeah. Where the dogs poop, where people live, trash is everywhere. I finally get to my street and my bike completely shuts down and I have to push my bike probably like 100 yards to my apartment, stub my toe, break off my toenail. Everything is just a mess. The next morning I wake up and I'm going to school and I clean my ears out and I literally am like, this long. For those who are just listening, it's like three inches long curled. Curled, brown. I pull it out of my ear and I just look at it and I put it in the trash and I take the trash and I throw it away downstairs (laughs) and I go to school and I've just had it. I'm done. I want to go home. I'm depressed. I'm just seriously feeling defeated. And then about lunchtime, I'm like, I had a worm in my ear. Why didn't I save that? Like, I should have this documented. I didn't take a picture. Like, did you at least Google like earworms? Yeah, I googled a whole bunch of stuff and, and I forgot what, kind of what came up, but I'm I figured out what it was. Are you part figured. parasite now? It was a parasite. Yeah, that's terrifying. 
There's so was this not like an earthworm style or very really skinny, skinny. Okay. very skinny, skinnier than this? Um, like yeah. a necklace? Yeah, probably skinny. necklace. I, I don't think there's anything I'm more scared of than parasites. Uh-huh. I'm genuinely not afraid of just I would go pet a tiger before I, I did that. <laughs> Whoa. I mean like a real deal tiger. Oh, I did that. I mean one that like isn't like a friendly tiger. I would rather face that than parasites. Mm-hmm. Like an actual wild tiger. I'd die happy knowing that this tiger bested me. Yeah. Well, the thing about a parasite is you're never going to know until it's like That's why it's late. so scary. Uh, well, like it might be too late for me or I'm going to turn into Spider-Man. I don't know. I think you're probably worm, part superhero worm. already. That's your problem. You took it out too early. Should have left no, it in. No, that's going straight to your brain, and then you're going to go, like, <laughs> have the weird worm thoughts, like, I need to eat dirt and yeah. stuff. Mm-hmm. I, I, I don't know what worms <laughs> do, but... That's a crazy... So that all happened in one week. One week, the very first week I was there. Jeez. I was ready to go home, and I'm so I, thankful I'm I did it. How do you not wake up in that situation? Do they not make noise? Like, I'm a deep sleeper. You get me with a little bit of lavender. I don't lavender, even think I like up. cleaned out my ear because I felt anything. I think I was like just doing it in the morning and was like, what? Uh, uh. I'm probably not going to sleep tonight knowing that that's happened. Yeah, how do you think night. I slept the rest of the time there? Not oh. to mention the bed was harder than this table. Yeah, <laughs> I can imagine that nothing was great about the accommodations. Yeah, I mean, they were okay. Better than I thought I was moving into. I thought I was living in like a hut with like had to make my own fire at night. That's what my brain thought yeah. before I came. So I was very surprised when I walked in and had like a refrigerator and Wi-Fi. a bum gun. You always know about the bum gun? No. Tell me all about it. I'm getting one installed in my life. Um, so first off, in public places, they have squatty potties. So you walk in and the toilet's on the ground and you have to put your feet on the side of the toilet and squat down as low as you can and pee in it. Um, you guys, like I guess, just say, stand, obviously not too bad, but um, there's no toilet paper in any of the bathrooms. And so if you need that's to God poop, made socks. no, that's why he made bum guns. What? So it looks like the hose that you wash your dishes with in your sink and you just pull it off and you clean up That's crazy. and so even in my apartment like we weren't allowed to flush toilet paper down yeah, the toilet the sewage systems aren't capable mm-hmm. it's the same way in guatemala so they have to go in the trash and you're not going to put yeah. stinky toilet paper in the trash so you had to use it and i think i saved the planet honestly they have That's it going insane. on there so i've never <laughs> experienced it i like i've been to places where yeah like mexico and philippines you can't flush toilet paper and you put it in the trash can and then I don't know what happens to it after that. It's weird, but Yeah. I feel like you just like just straight hose get down wet pants the rest of the right. day. What yeah. do you do to do dry you, off? Exactly. How do you not like a dab dab with the toilet paper you bring in. So you just had toilet paper on your person. All the time, but I don't know what the Thai people do. Oh and then here we go. It's at the same at the school. So you think of a little child doing the same thing. They do not have soap anywhere. Oh, no. Anywhere. So you have a seven-year-old in my class who goes to the bathroom, doesn't have toilet paper, maybe uses a bum gum, maybe doesn't. Most of the times in my classroom smelt like they didn't. Um, what? Then they go into the, the – they maybe wash their hands with water. Most of the time probably not, and there's no soap. Then we all go touch the same pencils, and 
have a fun day. Dude, think how dope your immune system is right now. I got so sick out there multiple times. Yeah, I can imagine. But I I ended up bringing, like, a bottle of hand sanitizer. My kids knew they had to, like, squirt the hand sanitizer. They thought it was so fun. Before you hug teacher Nicole, you have to use hand sanitizer, children. (laughs) It's just, it's so odd. Like, I mean, this, I, I don't know. I just feel like this is something that we, as a... As America learned, like, in the 1800s, you kind of have to, like, clean up after yourself or, like, you, like, people That's what the bu- like, bubonic plague started from is people, like, not sanitizing their living space, like, their dishes or themselves. Well, no, the, like, this is what, was so when, uh, like, half them, or I don't know the exact stats, but, like, in the 1800s or before the 1800s, like, Half the mothers died in childbirth or whatever yeah, because they they just sanitary. refused to wash their, their hands. They would just like go work on a dead body and then <laughs> then go deliver a baby and yeah. the yeah. mother died. And they, like this, it's been knowledge for two hundred years and then they they don't wash their hands. That, that's the. It's very thing. odd. But in all fairness, like if you're out in the sticks in a country that doesn't like, I've met people in America where I'm shocked that they live in America because they're so far behind the times just because they live in the sticks. Imagine if you're in a country that's already maybe behind in some ways and you live out in the sticks. Like, there's no way that you would know Now, mind you, like, when I went to Cambodia... Bangkok or something was different. Well, when I went to Cambodia, that's a different story. That's what you're talking about. Yeah. Um, When I went there with Vision Cambodia, like, that was the lowest of low. I've never seen anything like that. Like, heartbreaking. My town, Chayapum... It was thriving. I mean, we had bars and restaurants and And clubs and still, like, it was actually a city, um, like, very... At least a town of sorts. You have Wi-Fi. If you're FaceTiming Jamar, you have Wi-Fi. You can Like, we had things there. They weren't... It wasn't, like, a rural area necessarily. Like, compared to what we're used to, yeah, I was out in the sticks. But compared to where I could have been placed, I was in Bangkok. Like, um, and they still, yeah, it was like that. And there was obviously, like, different places where it was really clean and great and um, stuff. But, like, even at the school and most restaurants, gas stations. So these people that are preparing your food, they're doing the same thing. They're bum gunning mm-hmm. their feces onto their hands and mm-hmm. then like throwing it on the I don't know whatever. if it's that but crazy. the food was so good who cares uh, I actually just <laughs> recently had well, my I, first I bowl of, of Thai food <laughs> this year what? it what took did me you have? 26 and years yeah, before really I manned up and made it happen he doesn't do it's actually pretty good stuff. I don't remember what I had okay Tom Payne um, and Anya brought Allie and I to some place and I just made Tom order for me because I was like if it's up to me I'm just going to have them I thought it. Tom Payne was the dish you ordered nah. <laughs> no he's the most handsome man I know he's he's the best he's in my phone as handsome Tom ah. um, but yeah I can imagine the food being unbelievable it was so good and I kind of I should have expanded more but usually I would eat um, well every day um, every farang, that's what we're called, farang, 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 would go to La Peng, and there is the most amazing, beautiful woman 
in all of Thailand. Her name is Bun, and she welcomed you with the biggest smile that covered her whole face. She remembered your name from day one, and she could speak English really well, and she actually helped us be able to, like, figure out where to go. Any problems we had, we messaged her, and she helped us. So every single day, I ate there for lunch. Big shout-out to Bun. A huge shout-out to Bun. Watch this. <laughs> um, but her food was the bomb. And so pretty much every day I ordered Prick Gang Pack. P said Pack. Kai Dao. Say it fast. Prick Gang Pack. P said Pack. Kai Dao. Ka. That's one. Way to throw That's the con in there. I'm proud of That's you. That's one dish. What are, okay. What That's is this one dish thing. include? So it's white rice with vegetables tossed in Thai chili paste with About a that. fried egg on top. Sounds amazing. So good. So good. I had it Let's every day. Let's try and find that here and we'll have like a celebration. I would like to. And I tried to find it to bring home because I did bring home curry paste, but I couldn't find that specific one. She got it from a lady who made it homemade every day. Yeah, we'll never get bun special no, dish. we won't. Something that'll at least remind you of. I've, have you been to Us Thai? Nope. I'd love to go. Um, it's a pretty famous one here in Denver. I, I f- as far as I know, it's like the like the most famous, like actually like legit Thai place. So. We should go. And we should. You can order well, for us. So before I left, I thought that I hated curry. I was under the impression I'd been to one Thai restaurant here like you. I was going to say, you you promised me to make me and, curry. So. Yes. And I was like, no. And so I avoided curry for so long. And then finally I was like, well, I don't have many choices. Oh, my gosh. So good. Like the best food I've ever had also. Between buns, dish I had every day, and curry. That was what I lived on. Oh, and papaya salad. That sounds And if they have papaya salad at wherever you just said, I will be so happy. Mm. (laughs) About to go broke buying some papaya salad. We'll find out. Yes, let's go because I miss it. Like, I want to just eat Thai food now that I'm here. I thought I was, like, craving green chili and spaghetti and all these fast food places. Every time I've had something, I've been disappointed. Mm Mm-hmm. Was it just wonderful? No. That's unfortunate because your parent, your dad makes awesome spaghetti. He out. hasn't made me my favorite spaghetti yet. Ooh. I don't That's think he loves me anymore, but it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. Jamal. I asked for green chili the first night I was at their house. Oh, but, yeah, that's right, because he makes green chili too. Mm-hmm. And it was really good, but, like, I don't know. It was so simple. There was nothing added into it. Like, White people food is pretty good. boring. Well, and it's just not healthy. What I was eating except the white rice was pretty healthy. Yeah, that's, that's probably what it would take for me to eat healthy, is to just literally go someplace where I can't have the option of eating junk. Mm-hmm. Like, that's literally what it would take. Well, like, Philippines, at least, like, everything is fried and there's no vegetables. What? And really? Yeah, they don't. They don't really do. Well, vegetables. yeah, but that's because Coke was like significantly <laughs> cheaper than water. Coca Cola. No, I thought you meant no. No, that's not accurate. Or uh, you're booze, mistaken. Right? Yeah, rum. Rum is cheaper than water. That's what it was. Wow. Even crazier. <laughs> yeah. Coke is expensive. The, relatively expensive. Yeah, that's right. It was like the rum shot was like twenty five cents. The Coke in it was like two dollars. Oh wow. Right, yeah, there's, it, it's a really funny photo that I took of a sign that's like, uh, rum and Coke, $1.50, double rum and Coke, $1, triple triple rum and Coke, 50 cents. What? The less Coke, like, yeah. the, it's the more cheaper expensive it was. for Because you could add than, more 
alcohol. Rum, rum, yeah. <laughs> you get you get a seven fifty for two dollars. That's crazy. That's one place I didn't get to go. Vietnam I and the really Philippines. I really want to go to the Philippines. And Ali and I need to get dive certified, so Oh, Koh Tao in Thailand also would be really good. Yeah. Um well tell us a little bit more about Thailand, because this is kind of your chance to tell us everything about Thailand. Yeah. Um, I guess What are some other highlights? Just teaching in general. Um, I'm not a teacher. I did not go out there as a certified teacher. I mean, I had to get my TEFL certificate, which took me a month to do online. Um, all I needed was a degree and that certificate to be able to go. Um, and so I walked into that classroom and they said on day week one, you're going to teach colors. And I got the freedom to do whatever I wanted with the students and just interact with them. And that was my experience was being with those kids. Um, that was the best part of it for me. Um, I got to feed into them. I got to love them. Um, every single day, my favorite, favorite, favorite part of Thailand, I'll probably have to answer this question at the end, but what brings me the most joy in my whole life is... Hang out with Gavin. No. <laughs> ah, that's where the shot. That's like third. Ah, I'll take hey. a podium finish. <laughs> um, I would get off my motorbike at school and every morning and I'd get off and I'd walk like 10 steps and you would just hear from my classroom, teacher Nicole! <laughs> and all the kids all the booking it to me and just running into me and squeezing me, like grabbing me, jumping on me and hugging and good morning, good morning, good morning. Like that... Every single day I look forward to, I would wake up and there was not one day like that. I was like, no, screw this. Like it was hard there. And like I had days where after that moment I was ready to go home. But every day it was just like the most beautiful thing and made me so happy. Um, And so that was it. Like Thailand for me, like I went on lots of trips. I met wonderful people. I ate great food. But being with those 17 kids like taught me how to love people better than I ever could. And um, when all you have is to look at someone who's wearing, and this went for everywhere in Thailand, they don't have nice clothes. Um, Everyone just wears whatever they have. Um, They speak a different language and they're just humans. And all you can do is love them. Like that's what you do. You love them. You smile. You try to make them happy in whatever way you can. And so like I truly like, believe that I learned how to love people better than I ever could have like I think I think that's how Jesus loved people like just for who they were nothing else you didn't need to know about them just they were humans and you love them and so that is my favorite piece of Thailand and like what I want to just tell everyone when they ask me how was your trip that's what I want to tell them like great I learned how to love people like so good that's what's up I'm (laughs) So That's pumped really on that. Cool. I remember you telling me about how the kids greeted you in the morning. <laughs> it was like probably like a month in. And I, I think Allie was with me and we sent like a little check-in call. And she's like, yeah, every morning, 17 adorable little kids come and hug me. And it's the greatest. And they're like puppy dog excited about it. And I was so just like. So excited. I cannot think of a better way to start my day. Mm-mm. Like. It sounds so amazing. Yeah. I, I'm i so jealous because I don't think I will do that ever with my life. Maybe I can go do it one day if Allie and I decide we could go both do it. But, like, yeah. that's just so wonderful about being married 
it's like you're in this thing together, but it also makes it technically harder to make choices because right? you're <laughs> doing things as a team instead you of You both have to be on board. Yeah, exactly, yeah. which is the best part. But um, it's so funny how, like, I heard that and I was like, well, Ali and I need to move to Thailand for a year and, or, like, anywhere for a year and just go, like, get you lost You know what, though? This. I will say, like, as you know, I got to go to Cambodia last year and then I went again this year and I helped them build wells and those kids because you were something they've never seen before and you were providing them with the one necessity they need in life they greeted me the same way and they had nothing and they were the most broke people I've ever 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 seen in my entire life like literally makes you want to cry they would come with the biggest smiles, all the hugs, and they loved you. And so you guys can take a trip and still experience that. Not every morning yeah. for a year, but you can do that and just plug into places. As long as you're loving people and helping them, like you're going to get that response. And that goes for like worldwide. You can mm-hmm. do that in the States and get oh, the yeah. same response. Exactly. Yeah, because I, I went to Guatemala and built a school, mm-hmm. and it was the same thing, me and Tanya. Big shout out to Tanya. <laughs> She's so adorable. I literally have like a shrine of me and her it's like photos and us and like building the school and stuff in my room and literally like every day she was all pumped one day she like took my hand and I'm like squatting down <laughs> she's so small and she like walks me over to the little Guatemalan candy store Aww. and gets me a little piece of candy and like it was it was great and uh, <laughs> no I, I, it just wasn't for me and she was all pumped and like no you should eat it let's share and like um, or, like, I think one day I sent her there with, like, a dollar to go get something, and she got me whatever she wanted to, like, share. Or uh, one day, because I'm a man and I'm single-focused, I'm just, like, in the deal, right? Like, I'm just building. I'm in the zone. I'm good at building. I it's what you're there I for. feel very, like, proud of myself for that skill set, and I'm, like, really just shining. I'm just doing my thing, and I'm doing great. And... All of a sudden, there's this little tiny hand, like, tugging on me. And I'm like, hi, hi. Like, I'm too focused, but I want to love on you, but I'm super focused. <laughs> and she literally, like, made me go sit down. And I'm like, okay, like, whatever you're into. And then all of a sudden, she, she like, goes and gets my water bottle and unscrews it and, like, pours it into my mouth. Wow. Like, you need to drink. You need to drink. And um, I think there's something, like you said, so special about going and loving on people and experiencing community where you don't speak the language. Yeah. Because the only language then is love. That's it. Like there's no other form of communication. And we can it, be sad and cry together or we can laugh and love each other. Like, like that's it. That's and it. it's so beautiful and I think it really helps you appreciate others for what they're going through and it just opens your heart in a way mm-hmm. that, like, no other experience can. We're yeah. just like, I can't believe I have this insane connection with this adorable little girl who we never once spoke a sentence to each other. Like, everything that we said to each other was through a translator. I can speak horrifically broken Spanish. Like, I'd be like, yo soy Gavin, and that's, like, <laughs> as far as I got, right? So, like... It's crazy how strong that love language is. And I think it's like the original language, honestly. Yeah. And it's so cool that you were basically forced into a situation where that was the only language you could speak for a That's year. That's it. And since, um, like I said, at the beginning of the year, I was the first person my class had seen. There was this little girl, Cow Home, 
And when I first got there, she was falling asleep in class every day. She wouldn't participate. She, you could tell, like, she had this look in her eyes, like, so cool. I'm not doing this. Yeah. Like, she had an attitude. Ended up getting in a fight with a boy the first, like, week of school. And for some reason, like, I was just drawn to her. I, she I reminded say, me a lot of myself. sounds like you. Yeah, that sounds like a little Nicole. Little. It was. Definitely was. And so I decided, like, I was going to just like overwhelm her with love call on her but not and like no one's embarrassed there like it's very different like thailand's very different oh the classroom was beautiful like no one made fun of each other um and so like i just worked with her and worked with her and like kept loving her and loving her because i could just tell that something was wrong outside of school to make her act like this and by the end of first semester she was the third best student in my class for academics, speaking, um, just overall, she would help me. I'd be like, what did they just say? Oh, teacher, he go toilet now. Oh, okay. Thank you. Um, And so I just grew to love her. And like, I made connections with all of my students. I love them all. But this one girl, like, stole my heart. The last day we bawled our eyes out together. Like, because there was just this connection and although we could only speak very few words still like she knew how much I loved her and I could tell that like I was the first person in her life who had loved her like that and it was just like "Ah!" (laughs) it was beautiful but so difficult but you make a difference and that's what I was there to do and again sorry teacher who teaches second grade next year they might be (laughs) what I'm envisioning is they've been taught how to love. Yes. And then, because everything I think of is, like just the way my mind works is, this would make a good movie. (laughs) So like if this was Hollywood, the next year they like reverse it onto the teacher. Like the teacher goes in with like, maybe they're the one that's like a little bitter or like they need a little bit of work. And and then the kids kids are like, I'm gonna teach you teacher how to love. And yeah. Let's do it. Let's make a video. Let's go back there. I, I'm already nine videos deep in my head of like we go back and surprise them, and well, we don't so, even we don't even tell them, and then we get a hold of the company and they tell us when is a good day for us to surprise the class, and then you walk in, and it's like, it's me, Nicole. Nicole. Yeah, it's teacher Nicole, Nicole. and Jamar because they know Jamar. They do know Jamar, and uh, like somehow I've brought my BMX bike <laughs> and I build a dirt jump and I get to do a stunt show. And then, like, 20 years from now, there's a sweet, you know, Thai person that's, like, in the X Games. And they're like, I remember this dude. Who, <laughs> oh, yeah, my gosh. I'm already All right, Netflix. <laughs> yeah. Um, you need Joy Quota sponsor the Thailand trip. So yes. That's a tax write-off. My goal, 100%, it's happening. Those My kids will leave elementary school in five years and so i am 100 percent committed i will be back in chayapum before they leave that school i say you go back for graduation i'm thinking that's probably when it will be five years so that i can be there when they're sixth graders see how they are which the sixth graders were awful hopefully mine don't turn out like universal that. right i've never met a sixth grader where i was like you in all fairness, their bodies are changing chemically every yes, single day. Yes, absolutely. So their life is constant chaos, but yeah, sixth grade's tough for anyone. I'm it not is. Gonna well, hold and it them. hopefully, you know, I'll get to see. I mean, I know who's going to be little poop heads and who's going to be absolutely amazing. But um, when I go back, like five years, 
that's my plan 100% happening um then I just want to travel after that and see everything but I also uh worked with a nanny family while I was there I was their tutor and it was a three-year-old and a seven-year-old, UJ oh. and Eugene. I can't even imagine what three-year-old Ty speak sounds like. Well, so this family was really great with their kids. Um, started them at like age one speaking English. And Eugene spoke better English than anyone I spoke to Whoa. in Thailand. So I would go over there and I would finally not have to talk slowly. I wouldn't have to talk with an accent. I could just talk to her and enjoy our time together. She taught me how to play the piano. Like this girl was a genius, but the beautiful part was like in Thailand, like people just welcome you into their home no matter what. But because I had a reason to go into their home and I was feeding into this family's children, they seriously like I was their own child. They are like, you can come back here anytime you want. Um, we want to go there. They call me still. We talk. Like, they fed me dinner. Like, I grew with the whole family, knew the grandparents who didn't speak English. Um, and it was so awesome to just be welcomed back. So I have a lot of people I need to see in five years who are expecting me back. And yeah. I have made pinky promises to them that I will be there. So I love that. Yeah, that's actually... Something that uh, has been on my heart has been, what, four years? No, not four years. About three years since I went to Guatemala. Mm -hmm. And, like, I've I've been thinking how fun it would be to go surprise. Because I'm friends with the guys who run Hug It Forward, which is yeah. the foundation. And I know that they'd be able to get me out there. And, like, I'd love to go build another school. And it would be so crazy. And then to go back to where you were and see the difference. That's my thought is, like, spend one day where I go back and I go see... Tanya and their sisters. You'll be amazed at what that school mom, did for their Sarah, community. Like it'd be so cool. Mm -hmm. um, it, it'd be amazing. Yeah, you should do it. I'll yeah, go with, no, you I'm, go I'm with excited. me, I'll go with you. I'm, that was already <laughs> where my head was at, for okay, sure. Okay, perfect. Um, you come, you video it all. We're going to make our own Netflix or whatever documentary. Joy Quota documentary, yeah. yeah Joy Quota. Absolutely. Well, yeah, it's all sponsored by Joy Quota. Yeah, it's all tax deductible. <laughs> one of these days. Joy Quota will be make one cent of profit and then we'll put that into yeah. travel. Yeah. So. I could use an extra cent. That's like 20 baht in Thailand. Yeah. I could eat for that. <laughs> exactly. Really? Uh, it was very cheap. Um, every day at Buns, I spent 40 baht. And a hundred bot is three dollars, so I got dollar fifty. I don't know. I can't do math, but <laughs> that's pretty good. Yeah. Where, did you get paid to teach? Yep, we okay. had a salary out there, and like compared to here, I made nothing. Like I came home with no money, but out Enough there, I I I got a massage every week. Like I was fine out there. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> I traveled all of Thailand, Malaysia, Cambodia. Um, I got to do a lot out there with the money that I made. Mm -hmm. But coming back here, when I transferred it to USD, I was like, huh, well, I guess now I get to live like I was in Thailand. <laughs> yeah. So you get like weeks off to travel or how did that work like how how were you able to travel to these other places so i went through a company called media kids and um they did give you like some days off but really it was just like in thailand they have a lot of like 
the king's birthday, you got the day off, or Buddha day, you got the day off. So they had like a lot of holidays. Um, and so anytime we had a three-day weekend, we would just go. So here, we'd never do that. You wouldn't think three days, let's go 10 hours away. But because it's like a once-in-a-lifetime thing and it's dirt cheap, we would literally hop on a bus Thursday night at 10 p.m. and 10 hours later arrive in Chiang Mai and stay there for the weekend and make it back Monday morning, get off the bus and go to school. Mm. Um, So that's how I was able to see so much. But the month of October was like their winter break, I guess. So I had one month off and that's when I was able to do two weeks in Thailand, all the islands, everything like that. Um, My mom came out. Some of my friends came out. I did Malaysia by myself and then Cambodia by myself and just backpacked through. And again, so cheap. Yeah. So cheap. I think I spent less than $1,000 on 31 days of travel, including food, flights, to three different countries, um, hotels, adventures, everything. So... It's totally. it's super cheap once you make it out there. Yeah, that's that's so cool. Yeah, I love Asia. I I do too. Yeah, I'm. I I've really only been go. once. I've only been once. And you only went twice. to the Philippines. Only the Philippines. Okay. Yeah. And it was great. Like we Philippines is very like we had no problems with English like that. It was never an issue of mm-hmm. not understanding. Basically, like everybody speaks English, so it was. It was fairly easy, and everybody likes Americans, and so it just made it awesome. And it was very, very cheap as well. Um, yeah. I had a little bit of an issue crashing a a scooter and <laughs> damaging myself. Oh, no. That kind of, like, put a damper on the trip, but other than that, it was... It was the best trip I've ever been on. Damaging yeah. himself means getting a very infected arm that like swole up pretty considerably, and he had to go spend the night in the hospital in Denver because it, it was so. Swollen. Once you got home, yeah. Oh well, because I I did go to a health clinic there, and it, he gave me a shot of <laughs> whatever what. snake juice. Yeah, yeah. I got it, those. <laughs> and uh, you know that that didn't quite work, but I lived. Yeah, you're here. Yeah. It was a hilarious story because I remember he came home and I was like, how's the trip? And he's like, great. And I was like, what is wrong with your arm, dude? Because Elephant titus. Oh, yeah, like, <laughs> it literally looked like if someone had like super glued my bicep to his forearm. And like it looked weird. And I was just like, dude. Was it from hitting the pavement? Like you got infected? Or? It was the smallest cut. Like it literally a scrape. Like barely below the skin it, it wasn't that it was it was more like in bmx we get we get it as a swell bow if you hit your elbow, elbow. It's, <laughs> uh the it's called a bursa sack yeah, yeah. um Liquid they're in fluid. your elbows yeah it, if you hit your elbow it just kind of like swells up and this one it did that and then i just like i didn't have a choice i had to like keep riding the scooter on these horrifically awful roads and it just vibrated it so much for hours and hours mm. and hours that the this bursa sack s- caused my was it was just a, a swell bow that took over my entire arm so it was it was Popeye arm like double the it size it was crazy uh, and it was yeah. pain, it was super painful oh uh, it w- it wasn't 
that infected. It was just something that um, it, it was just a, a that weird. was my biggest worry. Like, I mean, I had lots and lots of scratches. Yeah. Um, I'm like, I don't know about infections. I don't. And they didn't. They gave me contact solution to clean it out with. Well, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Gavin. So you, salt water, dude. Saline solution. Yeah, I I remember as a kid growing up, my dad because he worked on medical devices, he would always give me weird solutions like that because he was too cheap to take me to the hospital. Okay, well then. And he would literally just be like, "Yeah, man, just go get some of my saline solution and rinse that out." Or like, at a minimum, it was crazy if we went to hydrogen peroxide. Like See, if we and got that's there, what I was like ready for. I'm like, just pour it on me, let it burn, and it's like, no. No, they're just like, we're going to... Here's some nice Dude, context. Dude, Nestar talked about it on her podcast. The doctor literally prescribed her, go to the ocean and swim. Nice. And it worked. <laughs> it's the basically saline salt water is beautiful, yeah. yes. I can agree to that, but uh, oh. but I feel you. It's, it's scary when those kind of things happen or when I got sick. Like, And what's crazy in Thailand is they will prescribe you, first off, anything over the counter. Um, and like... A Costco size of it. Like, I'm like, oh, you know, my throat really hurts. I just need, like... a a pallet of (laughs) Z-Packs. Here you go. Here's... You take this three times a day. You take this one once a day. You take this every time you eat. Um, I'm like... I, I, okay I just have that. a sore throat. And I don't don't like medicine. Do you have some Mucinex? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I ended up being like, can you ship some stuff over? I don't want to use all this stuff. But it was... It was fine. So... I know that we've been talking for a while about Thailand, and I'm just picturing all of the things that everyone wants to talk to you about, which is, I'm sure, endless. <laughs> but some of the things I think people would like to hear about is, what are some of the things you learned? Obviously, you talked about how you've learned to love people in a mm-hmm. way that's maybe more all-encompassing or effective, or um, just you've become more in tune with what that feels like. What are some of the other things you've learned besides just learning how to love on people and maybe being better at spending me time and all that stuff? Yeah, the me time was huge. But, um... I feel like it was probably the first time you've ever learned that skill. Yep. As someone who still (laughs) doesn't really have that skill, (laughs) seems useful. (laughs) It is very useful, but, um, I would say patience is something. Um... I had to really sit there and let my students or any other person that I talked to work through their process to try to get the very few English words they knew out. Um, And so just learning to just sit there and kind of bite your tongue and not interrupt them or tell them what they're trying to say because you want them to get it. You don't want them to feel bad. Um, So I learned a lot of patience and every scenario again going back to the mipe and rye like i'd be told to be somewhere at seven o'clock and no one else would show up till nine o'clock and i didn't get to be angry about it, it i was, would that's you don't get two hours is a lot i'm all for not if you being raise hostile, your but. voice in thailand they they lose it they just they think that the world is over they can never talk to you again um like was that hard as someone who naturally speaks <laughs> loudly like i couldn't not, control like, that okay yeah i had to let them know i'm like I'm not angry. This is my voice. This is excitement, not anger. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Um, so. Wait, so was it a regular thing that 
they just they don't have a concept of time as as far as being Mipe and Rye, like, baby. Wow. This place that would amazing. drive me but nuts. no, but it's it would drive you nuts when we come from a place that's so on top of things. And like I told you, you know, it would literally be I have lesson plans that we have to turn in every week and I'd arrive and I'd have my lesson plans and they'd be like, hey, you don't have class today. You think that would be a good thing, but that sets you back so far. I'm like, why? Oh, they have a field trip to blah, blah, blah. I'm like, you've known this. You didn't just plan the field trip last night. Like you've known this for a month. Nobody wanted to tell me that we didn't have school today. My Penray teacher, my Penray. Okay. That sounds like a homecoming for me. No, I promise you coming, like I ended up liking it and now it's hard to get back to where everyone's like, where are you? Um, But coming from somewhere that's so structured to going to that, it was very difficult because you expect things or, you know, how does this work? I didn't know that. Good example. First semester, we had to individually write out um, our report cards. Well, there was this, they handed it to me and they said to do it. And I was like, okay. And so I filled it out. I signed my name where it said name, and it said date, and so I wrote the date that I was doing the cards on. They didn't say anything else. I did all of my students. I had to write four things because I taught math, English, science, so and four health. four report cards per kid. Per kid. So, okay. Yeah. I finished them. I hand them in. <gasps> Teacher! Date! Wrong! <laughs> I have, uh, what? No, no. You. I want you to put October 1st. I'm like... Okay, well, you didn't tell me that. Yep, sorry, teacher. You, we cannot do it. I'm like, okay, it's fine. Like, do you have some whiteout? Tape X is what they call it. Um, no, no, teacher, no. They need everything to look beautiful there, too. Like, it has to be. I had to redo all of them. Because they didn't tell me that I was supposed to put October 1st, and I was putting the date that I wrote them on. Um, might have been right. Might have been right. Wow. Um, so they're like, yes. Sounds like forgiveness, maybe. Or so like, I maybe did learn grace. a lot of grace and forgiveness. So patience, grace, for. forgiveness. Um, I just, I learned, yeah, like, I don't know. I learned a lot out there. Um, a lot of it really, really was spiritual, though. Um, like, overall, that was the biggest thing I gained there um, was that spiritual piece. Um, just being able to tap into that alone time with God and just seeing like, how can I do this today? What do you want me to do here today? Um, I got to go to a church out there, um, which was the most beautiful thing. Um, I passed out over 50 angels. So my friend's mom has always done paperclip angels and it has a string on it. And so when you place it in someone's hand, you place it towards them and you fold the string over and it makes a heart around the angel and she would say Jesus loves you and would just give them out so she gave me about 50 of them to bring to Thailand oh that's cool and I ended up giving all of them out and I learned how to say um, Jesus loves you in Thai which was pra yesu rakun and so I got to teach people about God and that was one of the hardest and most rewarding things I mean I think here you always hear like you know, be a disciple, go spread your testimony, go share God's word. And it's like, well, that's kind of difficult. But there I just, I had no shame. And I was, I was like, gonna say, it feels like it would be easier someplace. But where they're Buddhist. So I also true. didn't want to like step on any on toes. Yeah. But I just, I felt 
called to do it and got to do that. And um, that was a huge part of my personal growth was um, listening to God, obeying God, and then going out there and actually doing it and spreading his word and um, spreading his love. And that was, you know, kind of the overall picture for me was spreading love was I truly believe why it was sent there. Um, and I nailed it. <laughs> ah, yes, yes, that's the confidence that I so much love. Um, I, I was going to say, I feel like you've really found your spiritual gifting in that sense of like, I, I know people who could recite verse back to front from anywhere in the Bible and that's their thing. Mm-hmm. And then there are people like you who are like, I could tell you the overall theme of the general idea of the whole book (laughs) as a concept. (laughs) And I'm here to just make you feel warm and fuzzy inside. Well, and so I really struggled because, like, you know, obviously I went out there. I felt like that was what I was supposed to do. I was called out there. I prayed a lot about it before. And I had this idea in my mind that I was going to go out there and be, like, a missionary, like, praying over people and spreading the word. And, like, I had this idea. And... like a month in I just like caught myself like really upset like at God like what why do you have me here I'm not doing anything and like I literally heard like yeah you're good at talking but can you talk to them do you speak their same language no so what are you also good at loving okay so go love them I'm not asking you to preach from the Bible I am asking you to love them and to care for them and to let them know that it comes from Priyesu. And yeah. that's what I did. And it was absolutely amazing. That's that's phenomenal. Mm-hmm. I, I'm so excited about that. Like, sincerely, that's probably my favorite part of just watching you grow from stateside is seeing, like, I love when people lean into what they're good at. Yeah. Uh, nothing makes me sadder than someone trying to perfect something that they're not like I tell the story of a friend of mine that got mad that they weren't a professional drift car driver they didn't even know it was a job and all of a sudden they see Ken Block drifting up and down the sides (laughs) of a NASCAR speedway at probably a buck 20 buck 25 I'm I'm not kidding this would take decades of practice to be this good to drive a 700 horsepower custom-built car in absolute perfection, inches away from the wall, death around every corner. And they're just, <laughs> they literally were just like, why am I not doing that with my life? I'm like, because that's not what you're supposed to do. <laughs> and this person has told me repeatedly that they don't like speed. Oh, geez. I was like, why would you hold yourself accountable to this? Just You didn't even know that was an option until five seconds ago, and you're already berating yourself that you're not a professional drift car driver when you have this other gifting, whatever that looks like. Yeah. And in their case, it is certainly not drift car driving. (laughs) Um, And I don't think that there's anything that brings more joy to me than helping someone find that thing, whatever it is for them. And we all have a gift, and it can all be used for good. It's just figuring out which one is yours. And I would think that me and you are talkers. I would think that mine is talking. And I'm great at affirming people. I know that. But (laughs) I'm better at loving them. (laughs) Yeah. 
Absolutely. I, I think that I remember one time, uh, I don't think it was on the podcast, but we were joking around about um, the Joy Quota compound that I want to build, that we want to build, of literally making like our own cul-de-sac of yeah. like-minded I just listened to that today. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and um, I remember Dylan very confidently stepping into the conversation and be like, y'all are idiots. Y'all talk a huge game and you're dreamers. And I love the ideas you put out, but I'm the guy that gets things done. Yes. And leaning into that, like, send it mentality that he has of Dylan being the guy that will be the first to send it no matter what we're doing. And he'll be the guy that's like, I just researched plots of land or I just did this. And then all of a sudden he gives me the tools to, like, dream the next step in the process. And then he's like... Now I know where I'm going. And all of a sudden he just makes things happen. And that was like a really cool moment where I was like, oh, that's that's your that's gift. one of Dylan's gifts is he's the sending you guy. Send he's the it. guy that makes hey. it happen. Yeah. <laughs> that's re- awesome. We need you in our life because people yeah. who just talk, they don't get anything uh, done. <laughs> yeah, it's really funny because, yeah, I, I can't talk about things without like just like uh, – planning like all right what are we going to do what how are we going to make this happen uh, like actual like logical I feel like steps. that's what joy quota was it was very small a year ago when you brought up this idea and now oh we've talked about doing this for <laughs> literally probably what 5 years 6 years not this exact thing yeah. of the podcast and how it's kind of flushed out but since we first started filming all of our BMX capades Literally, well, adventure day. Adventure day was adventure day was yeah. probably the the origin story. We're like, we're the funnest people we know, <laughs> and we need sure. to get this documented. <laughs> and all of a sudden, being like, why are we just better at having fun than people? we have to be the main people? We want to teach people how to have fun. And well, like, and Gavin always has edified you in that that you are the person who is like, we're gonna do this. I have an idea. You come up with the space to do it. You come up with the equipment, the behind the scenes, making it all look how it's supposed to. Um, and obviously, you need Gavin, the hype man, and totally, I'm the jet yeah. fuel. He's the fighter plane. <laughs> yes, and so you guys yeah. need each other, and I love that, and that's what I think. I believe people can find it where they're at. I needed to go somewhere else to find it. I had to. Like, it was an escape. I know that. But I needed it, and I did what I went to do. But I do think people can find it here. But you have to figure out who you are, what you're good at, and what you love to do. Because if you don't, then, like, you're not growing, you're not living, you're not enjoying your life. Why are you here? I think a huge part of Joy Quota is pushing people to find that in themselves. Mm-hmm. I've talked about it many times, Dylan, also, of there's nothing better for the human condition than going and completely losing yourself. Go get yourself over your head in any sort of situation because, I mean, I don't, that's maybe a stretch. I don't want that to turn into like, go join a gang. And get into <laughs> like, like, it's literally like, go lose yourself in a country where you don't know the language and you want to give up. Yeah. That moment where you're like, I want to give up. That's where you find yourself. Mm-hmm, I that's agree. truly where you find yourself. I am a huge advocate for go and lose yourself. It, if you can go lose yourself in state 10 miles from your parents' house, yeah. go lose yourself. Go do it. I agree. If you have to move to Thailand to go lose yourself, that's the only way that you'll find yourself because you have to lose yourself 
first. Yeah. And I got to to live with four people. Well, I was the fourth, but I got to live with three other people who that exact same thing. We all went out there to get away from a situation in our life that we just weren't able to grow anymore and lose ourselves, forget about everything. And through that process, all of us found who we are. And to see that change from day one, May 1st to March 19th is ridiculous. Like it's unbelievable to see the amount of change that can happen when you just decide to push past where you thought your end mark was. And even if it's a minute past that time when you're like, I'm done, that's when your life really starts all right, let's take this next step and let's continue on and see what else. And I do believe people can do it wherever they were. I just went to Thailand to do it. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I I do it every time I go to the gym. I <laughs> as, as weird as it sounds, I set a goal that I know I can't do every single time I go to 24-hour. I'm like, I've just got off nine hours of really hard work go run at eight and a half miles an hour for 15 minutes. I've never done it before. And I'm just like, (laughs) I will literally do whatever it takes to make it happen and ride around 10 minutes. That seems to be where it happens. I'm just like, I could give up. I've sweated 9 billion calories. I'm clearly working out. I've done the right thing. And the the self-righteousness of like, I could quit shows up. And Every single time I actually, I'll force myself to make it to that, that whatever the X amount of minutes or the amount of miles, or it's like, oh, I'm going to do this amount of reps. And then all of a sudden it comes down to the wire. Like you said, of that one rep past where I thought I could go and I leave the gym and I'm a new person. Yep. As weird as it sounds, I genuinely am a new person where I'm like, I just push myself Farther than I thought I could. It didn't take moving to Thailand, which is a great way to do it. But I think, like you said, where you're at, you can push yourself further than you think you can. So I think I told you this on the phone. I actually know where I was. I was waiting for my shot in line at the doctor. I remember remember this conversation. You sent me a photo of your hella messed up self. And I was like, dude, you need to be in a doctor right now. That's where I'm at. I have have my own cheetah print tattoos on my legs now. It's pretty cool. Um, But yeah, I remember summer season. Um, (laughs) Stupid. Um, So I do remember talking to you about this already. But um, speaking of just like accomplishing something, whether it's going to the gym or waking up early, like setting these goals for yourself. I mean, I think that everyone waits till New Year's to set a goal and then everyone fails. So this last year in 2018, I decided that I was going to do something different. And I was in Thailand already. So um I had the opportunity to be away from everyone Mm. while doing this, but I decided that each month I was going to give up something for one month. And right after the month was over, I could get back into it right away. doesn't matter. And it was something different each month. So I did Facebook, Instagram, Snapchat, Netflix, candy, ice cream, French fries, (sighs) cussing, drinking. I did 12 things last year. Cussing is clutch. Uh, So cussing you can't control as much as you would can control the other things. So I had to do push-ups or squats yeah, yeah, yeah. for every cuss word that did come out. But anyway, that was the only one that was like, but um, 
to be able to get to the end of the month and know like there was times where like everyone's drinking I'm like or eating french fries I'm like one could I have one and I just like was like no I only set 31 days you can do anything for 31 days and at the end each time I would high five myself literally and be so so proud and now I feel like I can set boundaries and I can be um, obedient to things that I need to be in different ways of my life and be disciplined um, like I never have before. And that didn't happen because of Thailand. That was me just having a different mindset about completing something for myself and not giving up on myself. And it was huge. And I like I grew so much from just that little resolution, if you want to call it. Yeah, I know what you mean. I did that for December. I said no sugar for the month of December. And it was specific. Or it started like technically November because I knew Christmas was going to be dope and I was going to get candy. So I was like, (laughs) I've got to allow myself that. But I went a whole month, um, even if it wasn't calendar month, it was a rolling month of no sugar, like processed sugars, anything like that. I think I let myself have like apples and stuff. Mm -hmm. But um I remember meeting people at, like, holiday parties, and they're just smashing some amazing, like, homemade holiday cookies. It's the best. And I specifically (laughs) remember choosing that month of, like, this will be the hardest time for me to refuse all of this. If I can do it then, I can do it whenever Whenever I want. Whenever you want. I've got sugar by the tail, not the other way around. And I'd be curious to find out, do you think of Jamar in the moments like that? Because all I thought of is, like, Jamar wouldn't crack. Jamar would be – he'd be so psyched to tell this person, like, not doing cookies this year, bruh. Like, it would be his favorite thing. And I was – every single time, that's all I thought of is, like, Jamar wouldn't crack. I got this. I didn't necessarily talk to him when January started like that. Um, Well, you guys had just started dating. Right, but I did make that resolution. I can't remember if it was influenced by him or not, but he – after hearing he Any did do I make now. It's not even bread just sugar. and sweets yeah. for a year or something crazy. And then he broke in December at like I was there for his first cheat meal what? where he just went nuts. Who does at that? I hop. And even him going nuts was like, yeah, I had like three waffles. Of all the, the places to go nuts after a year of not having bread, you choose IHOP. Yeah. Man, that's Dude, he smashed out <laughs> some hella crazy pancakes. But but I do think every like, time I think, I think of discipline, I think of Jamar. He has helped in that. And I think that having an accountability partner, no matter what you're doing in your life, is huge. No matter who they are, um, if you can go to someone and be like, I want to do this for myself, can I like tell you every time I do it or like will you help me it's so huge because I don't know maybe it's just because I'm competitive and I'm like I said I'm gonna do this I'm not gonna fail but I think that that's a big reason he helped with that for sure that's what joy code has become for me every time I really want something I tell that camera or (laughs) that camera I've never told that camera (laughs) get some love um I I specifically I do it for joy i tell all of you like i'm going to get a six pack and every time i'm like i i today i went home and i did p90x ab ripper x like the gnarliest thing i've ever done highly recommend it um it was like (laughs) 15 minutes of the craziest thing i've ever done and the whole time every single thought that was like, eh, I'm going to give up. I, eh, you don't have to. You're already beating Sam. Or like, 
Allie's going to love you regardless. <laughs> Any of those thoughts that came in, the only thing that pushed me forward was like, you told YouTube. And I would just be like, I'm in it. I'm in it. People know. Yeah, exactly. I agree. I Because I'm such an extrovert and because I'm such a people person, I have to have that. And that's been such a unique gift that I didn't expect this channel to bring us or bring me anyways, is that I have the perfect accountability now where I can, I, every time I've thought like, oh, well, right now Sam doesn't seem as invested in the six pack challenge as me. I'm, I feel very confident that I'm ahead every single time. I'm like, what? Are you just not going to get a six pack? And a year from now, the challenge has turned into nothing. You made a weird UFC video for this. <laughs> you have to get a six pack. Whatever it takes, it's going You're to doing happen. it. You're doing it. Um, I think that that's such a, a un. I don't know if it's unique, but I think it's such a universal. It's yeah. the opposite of unique. That giving yourself some form of accountability is what allows you to have the freedom to say no to stuff. Because I feel constricted by the need to say yes to things. Right, me too. We're, we're yes the men. FOMO <laughs> is so real at everyone so at this real. table. Everyone at this table feels FOMO to a degree that's probably unhealthy, <laughs> honestly. Yeah, totally. And I think that that's where people like Jamar, who are so committed, have a different sense of freedom. We talked with Alex... Landeros the other day who's the opposite of zero commitment to literally anything is a different which right away I'm like that sounds amazing right but then I think of that's just a different you're just being committed to no commitment it's just a different kind of commitment instead of guys like Jamar who are like I love saying no to stuff (laughs) Because it shows me who I'm made of. It shows me what I'm made And allows right. me the freedom to really take control of my life. Yeah. Which is such a weird way of looking at it. And I want to be so mad all the time. Like, no, again. Like, yeah. I Every said time I was going to do this and yeah. I'm sticking to this. I'm like, oh, that's so hot. <laughs> There's something so incredible and impressive about it. And, um, man, I, I think that's. One of the gifts that you shared with me anyways is the month-long challenge. That's what inspired my No Sugar for December was I, I've, I talked with my accountability group in uh, my ambassador program, and everyone was going over what they were going to go for the goals of next year. And quietly, I thought to my... Actually, it wasn't quietly. (laughs) In front of everyone, I flustered and I panicked in in a public situation and just made a fool of myself of... My problem is that I'm okay with everything. Yeah, you are. I'm in such a good place (laughs) and I'm constantly joyful and happy. And so I never push myself to become better Mm, was the problem. And I, I specifically was like... Nicole has beaten this. She's on the other side of this. And I called her in Thailand and I was like, what are you doing? Mm -hmm. Because you've grown in a way that I haven't. And you know the experience of you could be in a dirt shack underneath a bridge and be like, today was dope. It was like 80 degrees outside. I got a hella good tan. And at no point would we think to mention that we were living under a bridge, right? And so... (laughs) I remember calling her and being like, what are you doing? Because you've grown so much in your experience in Thailand. And what you just shared was 
essentially our conversation. Yeah, that was one of the one really big part that I wanted to share with you because I knew you could do it without leaving. Um, I'm like, this is something that really helped me that I you can do. It's tangible. Um, I don't know. I, I I grew so much. There's so many other things that I feel like I could fill your ears with and well, tell please, you about. At <laughs> least one more. Well, give it, give me another boss. question. Let's let's go that route. I'm gonna let Dylan ask a question because he's much better. Surprisingly, I would like to take ownership of being the best. Every time I hear Dylan ask a question, it's like the most pointed, wonderful question. You do ask really good questions. I'm sorry. Sorry, now you're on the spot. Yeah, now I'm on the spot because I wasn't thinking of a question. I was just, I mean, just making it about myself. Like, I was trying to think, like, what you guys have these challenges. I want a challenge, but like, yeah, let's figure it out. Yes. Yes. On YouTube. Yes. Love it. Because I could could do it. Like, I, I did Sober October where I didn't drink. October, except for uh, the end of Halloween, like, because uh, it's Halloween. Yeah. But I, I'm sure I went uh, a month. I remember um, you did. I'm not big on sugar. That That's not a thing. Like, I'll yeah. tell you what I'm doing in 2019. Okay. I'm doing something every month. So this last month, I flossed my teeth every single day. This month, <laughs> I am washing my face two times a day so that's a challenge to do something every single day Nicole you're you dropping that. wisdom right now I can't even drop this you're mic you're just straight I, up carpet bombing YouTube like that, wisdom right now and that's very healthy um, I will say I, I do those things do you things, already oh, oh, Dylan is a well oiled machine I mean, he has a very specific routine of very healthy things he goes through every day. that's great I, I okay. mean because I want to prevent this falling apart thing of like bending mm. over and <laughs> destroying my back for three weeks and a lot of good that does but um, we have very different philosophies we need to think of something to challenge you though I think it's people skills I think I mean, that's, that's the scary that's, thing for you the scary me, thing for me is giving thing, up yeah. a but candy you're here ball. on <laughs> well this you're is here well one person is is easy it's like when there's lots of people or I just get like distracted so like you know when you go around a lot of people and there's like lots of conversations like we had talked about where there's all those things going on like I just get overwhelmed and I'm just like Ugh. anxiety and kicks you're not a, in and you're also like not a stranger like I don't yeah it's not that I don't care about people I just can you compliment someone to. every day for the rest of this month hmm a new person so 30 different individuals are gonna get compliments anything nice hat hey man nice tattoo Look that's a good I one. Like that. I like that's that one because I, it's something that I know is like valuable, that. but I don't do it. Yeah, so and it makes someone else idea. feel so good. Okay. Okay. Yes. I'm I'm onto it. I'm. What's today? The eleventh. Eleventh. I'm gonna All call right. you on May eleventh, and see how well you did. Okay. I right. like this a lot. I, I like this a lot. I yeah. That's and the crazy part is, is if you just go to work and you've already complimented those people and Allie and Gavin, when you get home, you now need to go to the grocery store and get that gallon of milk you don't need because you right. need to compliment someone. Yeah. 
the, yeah, you this have is to step be a outside of your this comfort is a zone. Yes. I like it. Woo. I feel like that's right, we got it. The level <laughs> of stress <laughs> that Dylan <laughs> feels about that is the same I feel about <laughs> sitting in a deprivation. Well, you're for up for that too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, Gavin's had so many challenges because it come from this, and I I haven't. So now I'm excited yes, for I'm this excited challenge. Yes, I'm excited too. Okay. And I, I know it'll be valuable, and I know I can do it. It's not. It's, it's not gonna like push it's you, but it will push me. Yes. Well, yeah, you're the send it guy. As soon as a challenge is up, you're like. I'm clearly yeah. doing it. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I'm so happy. You can start with me right now. I love compliments. I was, <laughs> no, I really was admiring your top. It, it's like the the camo with the. It's very stylish. With it's the, trendy. It's AF. very trendy. Yeah. Thank you, Dylan. Look at you, number one day May 11th or April, April 11th. 11th. Done. You got it. Thank yeah. you. That's awesome. How easy was that? Very easy. How Because I it was feel? thinking it in my mind <laughs> before we even started this. I was like, yes. dang, with the with the slits on the sides, like I'm glad you said something. Because I've been thinking it the moment you <laughs> shedded the jacket. Yeah. I was like, she came to win. Okay, totally here's like what that. happened is I watched your video with Jamar today, and I saw the angle that this camera was gonna be at, and I was like, I'm tan. <laughs> Let's work with I'm gonna it. show this off. <laughs> and I'm freezing. <laughs> Not now. I feel great now, but I had to wear a long sleeve. So Yeah, the wine has helped warm her body temperature. Oh. <laughs> I'm hot because of tequila and bye. <laughs> and bye. <laughs> it's the greatest drink. Shout out to bye water. One day you'll bye sponsor tea. us. Yep. But for the now, we'll days. keep paying you. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Red Bull. Oh, it's it's so funny because that's probably my favorite challenge. Of all of the challenges, nothing makes me happier than someone learning to compliment everyone every day. Like, <laughs> that feels like such a great – my thought was to get a number from a person every single day. Oh, geez. That's Not even, like, in, like, a weird way. Like, I met a guy at the gym the other day just working out. He came up but after me. I feel me like that's like, even difficult for extroverts. Like, we got to start – that's what I'm saying. I would have overjuiced it <laughs> on the challenge and made it impossible. Yeah, I, I would have. That is not just right. That. But you know right. what? I will come back and say that, like, I really, really appreciate introverts now because since I have been back, I have been forced into a lot of group settings where I usually thrive and am the center of attention and have no thoughts going into it. And now I can relate where leading up to the event I'm thinking about it I'm a little cautious about it and when I get there a little bit of anxiety I still have a great time but like there's some social interactions that I'm not like feeling the best in like I'd rather be talking to just my like three people um and not saying that's you specifically but I've talked to multiple people and they're like welcome to my life and I'm like oh introvert yeah I and I like, appreciate it now. I feel like that's actually something that we could talk about because hopefully a bunch of people are listening to this because they want to hear about your trip to Thailand. Yeah, I hope so too. And I'm sick of talking I don't about want it. Anyone, <laughs> and I don't want anyone to feel like you didn't tell them something because you were trying to hold out. Like it can honestly be exhausting after – I remember coming back from Australia and everyone asked the same question and it's like – I cannot tell this story one more time, mm -hmm. but more it. importantly, to the point that you were talking about, I think it can actually be kind of hard. I remember the first time that you and I hung out after you were gone the whole time, 
I was actually, I felt my first moment of social anxiety probably in years because I was like, here's this person I know that we're so similar, but I know that we're similar based on a very different person. She's grown a lot. And it was a very brief, but I do remember an actual moment of panic where I was like, what if Nicole's outgrown me? Oh, I mean, that's cool, but... Uh. And, like, I just, I want people to know that, like, if they're reaching out to you and they're trying to hang out and all of a sudden I remember, like, oh, it's been, like, a week and a half since she's been back and we haven't been able to hang out. Maybe I just seem exhausting to her all of a sudden. Or, like, I had these weird thoughts of, like, maybe they've this person's outgrown me or they've they've just moved in a different way maybe we don't have what we had in comp etc i will be and open and honest about case. this right now and i just want people to feel comfortable with that feeling because i yeah i've definitely felt it and i'm the last person to feel it so i just want and it was listening to this to have the the grace to like let themselves off the hook yes please because I am a person, like, I have always been a people pleaser. I will exhaust myself to make sure that everyone else is happy, that I see everyone. And I had a lot of people, and I felt so loved the moment I was back in the States and people could message me again. Oh, um, I can imagine the Oh, text poor Tori, the girl who used to have my cell, or who has my cell phone number. <laughs> we should send her a video. I tried to message her. She wasn't about me. I get it. Anyway, so, um, since I've been back, like... I realized that I had to set some boundaries for myself, that I'm struggling with culture shock, that I don't feel like myself when I get into a big group setting. Also, I'm still trying to figure out how to take what I learned and bring it here. And I can't rush into my entire life right away because I'm still trying to figure that out. And so it's literally like it's not about anyone else. It's not against anyone else. I want to see everyone. I'm so excited for that moment to come. Um, And I felt really, really guilty right now because people have reached out being like, when are we going to hang out? When do I get to see you? And I'm like, great question. (laughs) Yeah. Um, So yeah, it's not about that. Um, I want to see everyone, but I'm trying to process me. And for the first time, probably in my life, I'm putting myself first and thinking about what I need so that I can impact and be valuable to them when I do see them. Um, but it's been hard because that's not usually who I am. That's that's it's different certainly not me. who you used to be. Yeah, it is who I am now, though. Um, and to just be blunt about the growing part, I feel like when I went to Thailand, this has been my hardest struggle. I feel like I pressed pause. I went to Thailand and I experienced life in a whole new way. I traveled. I experienced new things. I grew spiritually, mentally, mentally, emotionally, physically, um, witnessed all of these things. And then I come back here and I pressed play and I don't like it. I don't want to just be back in exactly how life was before. Not saying that it's bad, but I want, again, to be able to bring something and challenge people like you right now. I want to come and I want to make a difference because I don't want people to be stuck on pause. I want people to be on play and growing all the time. And I have to figure out how that works without being a certain type of way. But 
that is how I'm feeling right now a lot is I feel like I came back and everything is exactly the same. And I'm, I'm a little bit sad about it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I would almost, as soon as you said, started talking about it again, my mind already trying to finish your own sentences. <laughs> um, I would picture it as you skipped, you fast forwarded. You are okay. now the person you would be in years from now if you had stayed in the States. You are a much more confident version of yourself. You're a much more centered version of yourself. You are much more arrived, for lack of a better, version of yourself. Right? You have really stepped into yourself. And so pretending that you're coming back and pressing play and you had paused, it would feel like a, a step back. Yeah. Which... Once the mind is expanded or learned or grown in any way, it cannot go back. That's scientifically proven. You have grown. So you literally cannot go back. So it's not pressing play after pressing pause. It is you pressed skip or next chapter or fast forward. Mm -hmm. And so there are parts of you that or, or even capacities that you used to maybe have had that you just don't have anymore because they do not exist in this new version of yourself. I like that. And it's not that you are trying to pick up where you left off. It is trying to pick up where you landed. Mm, that's good. I like that. Wink for the camera. Hey, I've already done it. And I like hesitated to say that because I really don't want people to think like they haven't done anything. I know that like... Just in my, like, very, very core friend group, I had, like, three people get married, graduate, um, just get new jobs, start all of these amazing things. They have grown. But like you said, I think that my mind has just been expanded to more, and I've seen people live with less, that to come back now and see people complaining about the more, I want to punch everyone in the face. Um, And so, like you said, like, just figuring out how to pick up where I am now, not where I left off is how I should look at it so that it's not a negative at all. And there goes whatever alarm is happening. <laughs> Five hours later. It's yeah, full of memory? It's, yeah, it's been two hours. So <gasps> it's full. Wow. It is. Um, Let's turn off that buzzing noise and then we'll finish. Oh my gosh, you guys. Sorry. Oh, it, it was happens, I was trying to get you to wrap up and you just kept, I don't know if you... Nope, didn't even didn't even hear it. Didn't didn't catch it. that cue at all. <laughs> We're usually we've been really good about it until the last two, but that's because it's been you and Alex who are just like so near and dear to our hearts that we haven't been able to, yeah, control our enthusiasm. And um, let's wrap it up. Yeah, so we'll wrap it up the same way that we always do. Of when you think of the word joy, what comes up? It doesn't have to be a good piece of story. It doesn't have to be anything spectacular. Just really, truly, when you think of joy, when you close your eyes and you picture joy, what's there? I'm going to have to repeat myself. Joy is getting to school and seeing kids who speak a different language with the hugest smiles they've ever had on their face run down the hallway screaming, Teacher Nicole, and giving me a hug. It will always be my fondest memory, I truly believe, and it brings me so much joy every single day. Yeah, I can imagine. That's awesome. Yeah, that's perfect. Yeah.